from KMOX Sports. The young swings and lifts a high fly ball. Billikens win! Billikens win! This is Sports Open Line. It's a grand slam! Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice. Yes! KMOX. On a Tuesday evening, we welcome you into Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Great to have you with us. Have you uh, for a full two hours tonight. 314-436-7900. That's how you get in contact with us by calling or texting. You can also tweet at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. So I want to tell you a couple things. Uh, just I'm going to open up. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. We've been having some technical issues in our main studio, and we are in a side studio. You've probably heard people make reference to that if you've been listening to uh, the station very much today. We just found out we are going back to our main studio. So during one of the upcoming commercial breaks, as you are sitting there listening to messages about some of our wonderful supporters here, Matt Pajeski and myself are going to be making a mad dash from one studio to the other. So there you go. That's uh, that's going to be coming up. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, the more serious thing I wanted to get to, coming up later on this hour, uh, we're going to have John Callahan on. Now, if that name doesn't mean anything to you, maybe it should, especially if you play pickleball. Matt Pajeski, have you ever played pickleball in your life? You know, we, uh, we played it for a couple days, I think, in high school for uh, my team sports class. Oh, team sports class. Yeah. That sounds that sounds. I was a scholarly student, so I played lots of team sports in school. Where did you go to high school again? Rockwood Summit. Okay, Rockwood Summit. So they uh, they teach pickleball at Rockwood Summit High School. That's good to know. Well, uh, St. Louis is a top five city in the country for pickleball. And if you've been listening to KMOX very much lately, you've been hearing uh, that we have been raising money for uh, Cardinal Glennon and Tree of Hope, which is just a really, really cool thing when it comes to uh, kids who uh, have medical issues and taking care of some of the things that insurance doesn't take care of. It all goes through the uh, Tree of Hope program. So uh, everybody here at KMOX and and Odyssey St. Louis are trying to pull in the same direction, and we're raising some money. And some really cool people around the area are donating things that we are then selling, and all the money is going to uh, Cardinal Glennon and Tree of Hope. So whether you are an established pickleball player or if you are someone who just hears about pickleball and wants to learn about pickleball or you're just looking to uh, give some money to Tree of Hope, and this sounds kind of cool for you, uh, this is what we're doing. John Callahan, he's one of the foremost pickleball instructors in the world, and he if you uh, if you want if you ever like go on Amazon and you want to buy a book to read about pickleball and learn things about pickleball. His book is the number one selling pickleball book on Amazon. So we're talking about the real deal when it's pickleball. Uh, John has graciously given away a pickleball party for 20. Say that three times real fast. Pickleball party for 20. Pickleball party for 20. Pickleball party for 20. Uh, You can do it at Creepcore Racket Club or Dwight Davis uh, once we get into the new year. It's going to be a two-hour session for 20 people, and you're going to get one hour of really uh, lessons and clinics with him, the foremost pickleball instructor that you are going to find, and then one hour of play, but he's still going to be there doing stuff. So it's going to be a couple hours of 20 people, plus you get his book, 20 signed books of pickleball tips, strategies, lessons, and myths. Party for 20, 
100 bucks for each person. So this is a really good value because you're going to be uh, spending more than that for all this anyways uh, on an individual standpoint. So $100 per person, pickleball p- party for 20 $2,000, get your pickleball friends together, and uh, all the money is going to Tree Hope, SSM, uh, Cardinal Glennon. If you are interested in purchasing this, call Matt Pajeski, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. And uh, John is going to join us a little bit later on in the program, and he'll tell you more about what he's got going on uh, in terms of uh, his uh, Callahan pickleball and what he does uh, and why you should learn about pickleball. So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of our part of doing this. You've been hearing us talk about it a lot here on KMOX, just trying to raise money for Tree of Hope. So if you want to have a pickleball party, that's fun to say, pickleball party, uh, you can uh, do that, 314-436-7900. Here's what's coming up on the show today. Uh, about less than 10 minutes, Corey Miller. Reporter with uh, Channel 5 KSDK, he's going to uh, join us. Second hour, uh, Ryan Fagan is going to join us from the Sporting News. we got a lot of baseball stuff to get to. Uh, The news of the day when it comes to the Cardinals is the fact that the minor league players of the year were announced. And I guess there wasn't any question that Jordan Walker was going to be the the minor league player of the year. The only question was, would he be co-honored with somebody? And he was. So uh, Walker, along with Moises Gomez, are the co-minor league players of the year. If you didn't follow along with Gomez, he had just a ridiculous season this past year, a minor league leading 39 home runs between AAA Memphis and AA Springfield. And then uh, Jordan Walker, who is uh, one of the big-time members of the future of the Cardinals, uh, he had just a ridiculous season as well, and he's somebody going into spring training. He absolutely is going to be in the running for for a big league job. So uh, that's the uh, player of the year on the pitcher of the year side of things. Uh, Gordon Graceffo wins that. Um, 10 and 6, 2.97 ERA this past year between uh, High A Peoria and Double A Springfield uh, was really, really good. 139 strikeouts and 139 and a third innings pitch. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up uh, later on in the program. Again, we'll continue to look at the offseason needs uh, of the Cardinals as well. We'll talk some about St. Louis Blues. Hockey. They get a much needed win yesterday. That was a good one. Every time they win, you do the thing. Is this going to be the moment that gets them going? Is this going to be the thing that propels them forward uh, to where they can get rolling again? They they have the shutout victory last night, one nothing in overtime against Nashville. Twenty five saves for Jordan Bennington. Bennington is the guy who can steal you games. Bennington is the guy who you need playing at a high level if you want to be the team that you want to be. So seeing that last night was a really, really good thing. And we'll talk more Blues hockey coming up later on in the program as well. Again, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Pickleball players out there, you want that party for 20? You can get it with John Callahan. He's going to join us later on this hour as well. My name is Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Tuesday, Matt Pauly back with you. We did successfully pull off the studio change right in the middle 
of that uh, commercial break. We were in one studio. We are now in another studio. Matt Pajeski not only made the studio change, but he even got our next uh, guest on the phone. We go to the Quiver River guest line. We're very happy to uh, welcome on to uh, the program uh, sports reporter, sports anchor with uh, Channel 5 KSDK is Corey Miller. You can follow him on Twitter at Corey underscore Miller 5. Corey, thanks so much for your time. How are you? I am good, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Pleased to be here. Yeah, I, we don't really know each other at all, but I, I can. I, so I we can't really joke around too much. But I can tell you, it was very impressive just now watching Matt Pajeski get you on after we were in another studio. It was a thing of beauty here. I'm I'm hearing this switch here. Sounds like a full line change. If we were in a hockey game or something, I. I I would love to see how that happens. That's a that's a good analogy. Although uh, we got a few people in the penalty box with just me uh, and Pajeski <laughs> moving over here. Uh, speaking of hockey, let's get into the Blues. They get a one nothing win yesterday. Obviously, Jordan Bennington was really good uh, with his second shutout of the year. Who knows what's going to happen moving forward? But how important is it that we see the Blues not just win a game, but win a game where Bennington kind of steals it for you? Well, I feel like we've seen this before. They they get down, and then they'll have a game like this and feel like, okay, everything's all right. They're going to get back on it, and then something awful will happen again. So I think we're going to have to wait and see if it's going to be an actual stretch here or not. But the good thing is we're only about 30 games into the season. They're only, honestly, a couple points out of third place in the Central. And as Craig Berube's at the helm, I'm almost never going to be worried. So obviously it hasn't been what we'd hoped for, uh, but if you've got a goalie that's going to play like that, and in a lot of flashes, he's Bennington shown that's what he's going to do this year if his defense stays a, at least somewhat sturdy in front of him. So I'm not jumping ship on the Blues just yet. There's a long way to go, and they've definitely got the right guy in goal and at the helm. They're going to go on the road for the next five games. They're not going to play a home game again until after Christmas on Tuesday, December 27th. This is This is a weird time for one of these trips because it feels like Maybe this is a thing that brings the team together, or maybe this is the thing that does the team in. We may know a lot more about this team after this trip. That's a good point. I mean, this whole schedule this year has been weird. After the, the start where they played like five games less than everybody else in hockey, and then you go on the winning streaks and the losing streaks, and I'm looking at it now. This is not going to be a cakewalk. You're going up to the Northwest with Oilers, Flames, and Seattle's a lot better this year, and and then in Vegas, this is going to be a pretty pivotal, pretty pivotal stretch going to the break. That's for sure. We, we might see if they are able to string something together. It's going to be important they do. Continue to be joined by Corey Miller from uh, Channel Five KSDK. Let's switch gears. Talk Cardinals baseball. The big news of the last week or so was their acquisition of uh, Wilson Contreras. He takes over behind the plate. Obviously, they're going to get more offense from him. There's still questions about what he does defensively, but those questions seemingly are something that uh, he wants to work on. What was kind of your initial response when you heard that news? I think just over time, as I think about it, I like it more and more and more. And initially, I think. A lot of people were hoping they'd go get Sean Murphy a little bit better defensively, may not have to, to shell out the dollars, but the Contreras contract looks pretty fair to me. I just saw a report from Jeff Jones from the Belvo News Democrat that even that first year in 2023 is even down to about $10 million. So it, it might be backloaded a little bit, so they might have some more flexibility here. I, I love it now. I, I, I love this acquisition. When you can go out and get the best player at – any position in free agency, it's awesome to see that the Cardinals do that because I don't know the last time they did. Maybe Matt Holiday in 2010 after he had just had that season with him in, in 09. So it's going to change your lineup. We all love Yachty. Uh, 
but Wilson Contreras is on about five different levels up offensively than Yachty has been the last couple of years. So I think we're really going to notice the change uh, offensively that he's going to bring to this team. To me, it still feels like it's a, it's a work in progress in terms of the roster. I would not be against the Matting starting pitching, especially when you think about they don't have a whole lot under contract beyond this upcoming season. Uh, a left-handed bat in the middle of that order could certainly help against some of the right-handed pitching that they struggle against at times. Those are the things that I think most people are talking about. Where where do you feel? Is it one of those two spots? Is it something else? Where do you feel like this team could still improve? Oh, yeah, that, that rotation is still scaring me because it's like it feels like the last couple of years there's just too many question marks and crossing your fingers and just really hoping everything works out you've got adam wainwright in his last season uh over 40 still and you never bet against Wainwright. but if he's the your ace you're counting on that may not be what you want to go for miles michaelis in his last season uh under contract jack flaherty who knows jordan montgomery not quite as strong at the end last year and then a, a bunch of guys you're maybe not confident from Libertor to Hudson so and even Stephen Matt. So I, I think you have to get somebody to push for the competition in spring training to just extend that depth of that starting rotation or we're going to be in the same spot uh, the Cardinals were in this past season trying to find innings and see if somebody can rise to the top and you don't have a Jose Quintana who, who did that last season for them. Your guy Frank Cusimano came on this show uh, shortly after the season came to an end and said something that I have repeated over and over and over, and that's just the idea that w- when Jose Quintana was your number one starter, he wouldn't have been a number one or maybe even a number two starter for most of the other teams in the National League, certainly not uh, the Padres or the Braves or the Mets or the Dodgers, those teams that you really view uh, as kind of who you're competing against to try to get to the World Series. So uh, that's not anything against Jose Quintana, but at the same time, it does feel like they're missing something at the top of the rotation. Maybe Jack Flaherty gets back to where he was at before and he'd be one of those guys, but it does seem like they need more high-end starters. A lot, of, a lot of hoping and wishing, yeah. for sure. And if John Mazalak is a wizard at the trade deadline, maybe he can pull off another Quintana-Montgomery summer like he did, and they'll be great, and that'll uh, kind of mend the wounds for a little while. But I would rather them not have to count on that and go into this season with a little more certainty. A couple more things for uh, Corey Miller from Channel 5. Before we let him go, we'll talk some Slough Billikens basketball. Uh, they end up falling short against Boise State this past weekend. It it all of a sudden really feels like with this team, they, they set up their non-conference where they could probably be in pretty good shape for an at-large bid if they don't win the A-10. Well, with the loss to Iona and the loss to Boise State and uh, not getting the win against Auburn that they were so close to getting, all of a sudden it feels like with league play starting in just a couple weeks, they may have to win the A-10 to get into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, man, things have certainly changed since we opened the season. (laughs) And you mentioned that uh, schedule. Travis Ford got kind of tired of, I think, of us asking about the schedule and just how tough it was. And it was set up, as you mentioned, to give them a good resume. And it didn't really work out that way. They had a couple of good wins, but more missed opportunities is how I think we're going to look about it. Uh, you got to get uh, Javante Perkins. I don't know if he's still not quite back to how you want him to be health-wise and how they can utilize him. He's supposed to be their, their top scorer and they really need to get him going. Yuri's being Yuri and is having a fantastic season so far, but you need more offense from everybody. And it's just not gone like they think it will. And Travis Ford knows how much talent he has in that room. So, I, you know, write him off. 
Hopefully it's not going to take an A-10 title, but it certainly hasn't been a start that they were hoping for. You're a Mizzou guy. Were you um, – I I don't think anybody expected – very few people expected Missouri to get the win against Kansas, but they're obviously much improved this year. Dennis Gates is doing a fantastic job. They were undefeated going into that game. Were you surprised by the lopsided nature of their loss against Kansas? Oh, gosh. I'm not surprised by anything that he does to me anymore. <laughs> I've They can't hurt me anymore. I've kind of just – resigned myself to the fact, but I was hoping it would be a little more interesting. Uh, it just got down so quickly, and there was nothing they could do to get back, and Kansas wasn't missing a shot, and Mizzou's defense was definitely not prepared for the talent level Kansas has after playing a, an early schedule with uh, probably the lightest schedule in the entire in the entire country, but you know what? It, it's better than it has been. I really like Coach Dennis Gates. Get to talk with him on our Sports Plus show. Uh, just last week, I think he's definitely the right guy for that job. He's getting everybody excited. And obviously, you want the game against Kansas to go better than that. But things still on the up and up, and uh, I'm just glad they're playing again because Mizzou Arena was rocking, and I, I got to Mizzou one year late to experience that, so I'm still a little bit bitter that I, I missed out on the, on the border war. But I'm just glad it's back because uh, there is actual hate between these two schools, and it's always – good when you can see it play out on an athletic field they'll play a game against central florida on a neutral site down uh, in florida uh at the orange bowl classic but then after that here in st louis they've got the bragging rights game against illinois going kansas and illinois two out of three games uh that's not easy and, and not that central florida is easy by any stretch of the mind but certainly two rivalry games within a few weeks of each other uh that's that's tough for a tigers team that hadn't really been tested prior to that uh, kansas matchup they're really going to be put through the ringer because I think they've got Kentucky and Arkansas right yeah. after that yep. Illinois game. So it's uh, it's really going to – they flipped the switch from uh, the maybe cupcakes earlier to the cream of the crop in the SEC and across the country for sure. Uh, bragging rights is always fun, and at least in my experience, has always found a way to be interesting. Uh, even on Mizzou's teams that haven't been so great, they put up a decent fight. So uh, Illinois obviously – uh, we know what they can do. They knocked off Texas, uh, number two team in the country. Had a rough one against Penn State. But, you know, they're fired up for it. The arena is going to be a lot of orange because, you know, the, the Illinois folks want to re- show up and represent in St. Louis, which is supposed to be Mizzou's territory. But uh, that game's always fun. I'm definitely looking forward to it. He is Corey Miller. You follow him on Twitter at Corey underscore Miller 5. You see him on uh, Channel 5. Corey, this is fun. Good to get to know you a little bit. I'm sure we'll get you on again real soon. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Corey Miller joining us here on Sports Open Line on the Quiver River Guest Line. Appreciate him uh, taking some time. Now, in a little bit, we're going to have John Callahan on and talked about this earlier on the program. Had some people call up to get some more information, but nobody has pulled the trigger quite yet, so we still have it available. Comes out to 100 bucks per person, a pickleball party for 20 and you get uh, some um, you, you get expert instruction in pickleball with uh, John Callahan, one of the top, if not if not the top pickleball instructor 
in the world. He's right here in St. Louis. And again, it's a pickleball party, 420. It comes out to 100 bucks per person. So think about you got a party, you go out to a game, you go whatever, you're looking for new stuff to do. This is the thing to do. This is a fun evening out and uh, or an afternoon out. You can do it whenever you want. Again, it's still available, 314-436-7900 as uh, we continue to uh, raise money for uh, Tree of Hope and Cardinal Glidden Children's Hospital. Again, John is going to uh, join us coming up in just a few moments when we'll give you more information about all of this. My name is Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line. Back after this here on KMOX. is Sports Open Live on America's Sports Voice. Kansas City! KMOX. We do continue here on a Tuesday night, taking you all the way till 8 o'clock, a full two-hour program. We've got a few of these this week. Tomorrow, though... We will have our weekly countdown to opening day program. Mike Claiborne and myself will come your way from uh, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock when we're normally doing a sports open line. I believe we're, we're, still, uh, we're still getting some things uh, locked down, but I believe we will have an appearance from Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mosellock. And uh, we'll see what else uh, gets figured out as well. But that's going to be coming up tomorrow evening, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, as we talk all things Cardinals baseball. Again, we are uh, here at KMOX in Odyssey, St. Louis. We are very happy to try to just do our part and help with uh, Tree of Hope and uh, Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. If you're not familiar with uh, Tree of Hope, it's uh, a way that for kids who have things where they need to go to the hospital, uh, things that are not covered by insurance, the those funds, those issues, they're taken care of through this, and we're trying to uh, raise money. And if you would like to be part of that, uh, there's a few ways that you can uh, do it. Uh, first off, uh, you can text HOPE to 20357. That's HOPE to 20357, and that will take you directly to a donation page. But something that we're doing right now is we've got a really cool opportunity, whether you are a seasoned pickleball player, whether you've never played pickleball and you'd like to learn a little bit about a sport that's really exploding right now in the country, or maybe you're just looking to have a good time with a bunch of your friends uh, for a couple hours and you're looking to do something a little bit different, our next guest, John Callahan, one of the foremost pickleball instructors in the world. He has uh, donated a pickleball party for 20. You can do it either at Creve uh, Racket Club or Dwight Davis, and uh, it's a two-hour party. He's going to work with you. There's going to be uh, some lessons and some clinics for everybody and also some time just to uh, play as well, plus uh, 20 of his books signed involved in this uh, part of this uh, package as well. It comes down to just $100 per person for the 20 people. It is a fantastic value. And if you're interested in it, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. With that, we're very happy to welcome into the studio the guy I was just talking about, uh, John Callahan. He is the author of Pickleball, Tips, Strategies, Lessons, and Myths. John, thanks so much for uh, being here today. How are you? Matt, great to be with you. Now, you're here because you are graciously uh, involved with us when it comes to uh, the Cardinal Glennon uh, Tree of Hope fundraiser that we're involved right now. You're giving away, not giving away, you're, well, you're giving, but uh, we're going to be uh, selling off a, a package where people can have a pickleball party and you're going to be involved in coaching them for a couple hours. It's a really cool deal. 
Yes, it's an opportunity for us to leverage our academy and our instructors uh, for a great cause. Um, pickleball is really growing right now. And we see LeBron James and Kevin Durant, like big-name big athletes are getting involved in pickleball. How in the world has it happened that here very recently this has become one of the biggest things in sport? It started. The game started in 65 in Bainbridge Island. About 10 years ago, it started blowing up as snowbirds started coming back north. And then when we hit COVID, it grew dramatically, approximately 35% per year. For people who don't know what pickleball is, how would you describe it? Pickleball is a combination of tennis, table tennis, and badminton. Mm -hmm. The court itself is about one-third the size of a tennis court. The paddle that you use is like a big ping-pong paddle, and the ball is a wiffle ball, and there's a net. 99% 99% of the play is doubles, Matt. How does somebody like you become such a, a world leader in the world of pickleball? Well, that's kind of you to say. Uh, five and you, half, I'm, I'm, Not to cut you off, I, I am holding your book. You, you can't downplay it. You are a world leader in pickleball. Well, it does happen to be the number one selling pickleball book on Amazon the last two years. But other than that, um, I got started about five and a half years ago, and I was very fortunate enough to uh, meet a good friend, Mike Chapin, a great player, a great coach, and a great ambassador for pickleball. And a month later, I was asked to be the tennis pro and pickleball pro at Tower Grove Park. About a year later, I segued to pickleball, and along with my uh, dear friend, Charlie Kay, uh, we wrote uh, and published uh, the book. The book is called Pickleball Tips, Strategies, Lessons, and Myths. So uh, you can certainly check that out for yourself. So here's what uh, is going on. It's a pickleball party for 20. Uh, you can go to Creefcore Racket Club or Dwight Davis. Um, it's two hours, one hour of lesson, one hour of cl- lesson clinic time, one hour of play. Also 20 of these books that are signed. It comes down to just 100 bucks per person, $2,000 total, but 100 bucks per person, which really is a, a great value and is a way for whether you're an uh, advanced pickleball player or you're just hearing this interview going, man, everybody's talking about this thing. I want to try it out. This is a perfect opportunity. Yes, and without regard to the time spent on lessons or play, it's really all about fun. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully uh, we get somebody to, uh, to get in on this uh, right away. John, great to meet you. Thank you so much for doing this. It's uh, a really amazing thing that you're doing. It's delightful to be with you. John Callahan joining us here on Sports Open Line. We still have it available. Pickleball party for 20, 314-436-7900 comes down to 100 bucks per person. You're going to spend a whole lot more than that if you uh, take 20 people out to a game or you go uh, out for uh, a nice dinner. You're not going to have anywhere near as much fun. So this is something very cool, 314-436-7900. By the way, you don't need to pay right away. That's the other thing. We just get your name and information, and we lock you in for it, and then you'll get a phone call, I guess, later on in the week. or I don't even know the timing, but you don't have to. It's not like we're asking you to call with your credit card right away. But if you do want to reserve this, uh, you can call 314-436-7900. It is the Pickleball Party for 20. Uh, with uh, John Callahan. You can learn to play pickleball with him. So uh, very, 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 very cool. All right, when we come back, we'll uh, talk some Cardinals baseball, get into the starting pitching quandary. We talked about it a little bit earlier with uh, Corey Miller. What do you do at the top of the rotation? And then what do you do in terms of 
putting yourself in the best possible position moving forward beyond this upcoming season because I do think that plays into this whole thing when it comes down uh, to the way this Cardinals roster and the uh, rotation is going to be put together. We'll discuss that in just a moment. My name is Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. Sports Open Line rolling on here on a Tuesday night. We have you till 8 o'clock coming up in hour number two of the program. We'll have a couple Cardinals-related guests uh, to talk. To, uh, Ryan Fagan is going to uh, join us. We will talk uh, all things, uh, not just Cardinals, but uh, Major League Baseball with him. And then also uh, coming up in the uh, 7 o'clock hour, Daniel Guerrero from uh, STL Today and STL Pinch Hits. We'll talk about the news of the day, the Cardinals announcing their minor league uh, players, co-players of the year, and also their minor league pitcher of the year. So that's all coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. We also have the Pickle Party for 20 still available, 314-436-7900. It's a party for 20 people, comes down to 100 bucks per a uh, great way to spend an evening way to just do something a little bit different one night so uh yeah three one four four three six seventy nine hundred and you can uh, lock that in we don't need payment today but you can certainly lock that in and again most importantly here it's an opportunity to help us raise money for tree hope and cardinal glennon children's hospital the quandary right now when it comes to st louis cardinal starting pitching is they're not really set up for the long term And that creates kind of some questions right now with the way this roster is going to be put together. And I guess I'd love to hear from you. You can text in. You can call 314-436-7900. You can tweet as well at Matt Pauley on air. But I am somebody that I like to talk about things from a real-world perspective. And when you look at the Cardinals' rotation for this upcoming season, they got guys. They got guys. and um, But the, part of the problem is they don't have guys really beyond this upcoming season outside of just one player who remains under contract. Everybody else is going to be uh, a free agent. Everybody else is going to be retiring like an Adam Wainwright. There's just not a whole lot of guys uh, outside of Stephen Matz who set up for uh, after this upcoming year. So what do you do when it comes to starting at pitching? Because when when you've got the roster set up right now, you've got guys to be in that rotation. You know, Carlos Rodon's name has been mentioned a fair amount recently. I don't really think the Cardinals are going to be in on the Carlos Rodon sweepstakes. That's going to be it's going to be a little bit out of there what they generally do. But to be fair, the Wilson Contreras thing was a little bit different from what they normally do as well. So maybe as we just see the industry continuing to go in a way where more and more money is being spent, but there's also more and more revenue and owners are able to do more and more things, locking in a Rodon for uh, multiple years and just kind of setting yourself up for your rotation, having some stability moving forward. There's a, in, in many ways that makes a lot of sense. I just know that, if I'm John Mozeliak, I am um, – how do I say this? I My challenge right now is n- positioning myself to not be in a spot come next year 
where I'm trying to fill up all these spots in the rotation. Now, there are some young guys who are going to graduate to the big leagues. It's, you know, I can sit here and make this kind of big statement of four of the five guys are not going to be uh, in, you know, are not going to be, they're not under contract beyond next year. And that's, that's absolutely true. But if we're being totally fair about things, and I try to be fair, there are also some younger players who are going to move in to spots. So they, they may not be in a situation where they're trying to fill four spots, but even going into an offseason where you're trying to fill three spots, trying to fill two spots, but three is probably the number where you feel most uncomfortable. What can you do this offseason to try to uh, set yourself up for future offseasons? And that's that's kind of where they're at right now. And then you have the other side of this, and this is where the Carlos Rodon thing plays in. You know, we got we got some text messages and some phone calls after Jose Quintana signed with the New York Mets. And this is going to sound like I'm talking bad about Jose Quintana. I am not. I am not talking bad about Jose Quintana. I really liked Jose Quintana. I would have liked Quintana to be back with the team, probably under different circumstances. But Jose Quintana doesn't make you immediately that much better for next season. Because in really, he's somebody who should be a middle-of-the-rotation starter. You need middle-of-the-rotation starters. There's nothing wrong with being a middle-of-the-rotation starter. He was a very good middle-rotation starter, and hopefully for him, he continues to be a very good middle-of-the-rotation starter. Uh, that you know, He was a really good Cardinal, and, and you wish him luck moving forward. But that's not, that's not what's going to make the Cardinals better. That's what... What's going to make the Cardinals better is top of the rotation guys. Now, maybe they do have one of those guys right now in Jack Flaherty. That's the closest that they have at the moment. Maybe they have that in Jack Flaherty. Um, but you also, you're, you're, you go into kind of a danger zone if you rely on Flaherty for too much because he has had a hard time staying healthy. His track record in recent years says he cannot stay healthy. I think it's a really positive development that Flaherty is having a very normal offseason. That's um, that's the, the first step towards him getting back to who he was previously. So I, I'm I'm bullish on Flaherty coming back. I always think of, I'm I'm a I'm a glass half full kind of guy, and you know they they always you know. Maybe that's not the way it should go. And if I'm if I'm running a baseball team, I'm not. If I'm John Mazalock, if I'm Michael Gersh, I almost have to be. You almost have to be the glass half empty kind of person because you have to cover yourself. You have to create redundancies on the roster. You have to do everything to make sure that if things do go wrong, you're set up. I don't. As a guy who talks on the radio for a couple hours every night, I don't have to worry about that until something happens, and I'm watching to see whether or not they are in position to you know to to make up and to, to cover for something that happens to go wrong. But I am I think Jack Flaherty. There's no reason to believe that he's not going to be able to come back and kind of be some version of who he was previously. And then you do you put him at the top of uh, you put him in the top of the rotation. But I just I look at where this team is at right now. And it really feels like they could use another starting pitcher who's a one or who is a two who's under contract beyond this year. Finding that isn't easy. Finding that isn't cheap. Now, as far as, you know, finding that not being cheap, this to me, with all due respect to Carlos Rodon, it would be great if they went out and they found a way to sign him. But if you go sign him, 
your your forty man roster's full. You're 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 you've got a bunch of extra guys. There's some things you have to do, and you get into that kind of danger zone of potentially losing a player for nothing if if you can't make the roster fit, and you have to do that in a in a fairly quick kind of way. If you go pull off a trade, and that's where I feel like if the Cardinals are going to add to the rotation, everything is setting up for them to do it via trade. Because if you do it via trade, you're able to use guys off of your major league roster. You're able to take uh, out of maybe the rotation or somewhere else where you you aren't running into that same problem about having too many guys at one spot. And you're able to use what you potentially did not use by not going and getting Sean Murphy. Because we heard about the names that were rumored to be connected to Murphy. Now, we don't know how real that is. We've talked about that a lot recently. Again, just going down the same path of when you read these insiders, whether it's a John Heyman or John Morosi or Ken Rosenthal or Jeff Pass, it doesn't matter which one. When you read these guys, they get a lot right. They get a lot right, and they may even get more right than they get wrong. But they don't get everything right. And sometimes things are being said or things are being placed for them to say without um for for because there's an agenda behind it. So you just don't know uh how how legitimate it is, but if you the names that were being bantied about for Sean Murphy, if if those are the names that were at least being considered, you still have a lot of prospect capital even off the major league roster capital that you can possibly use in a trade. So that's where I would be watching. I, this rotation I, You want more than one guy in the rotation who's under contract for this upcoming season. Not sure if free agency is going to be the place that you get it from. One hour down, one more to go. A lot of Cardinals talk in hour number two of the program as uh, Ryan Fagan, Daniel Guerrero are each going to join us. My name is Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line on a Tuesday night right here on America's Sports Voice, KMOX.